Today's episode of the Gosh and Iron podcast is brought to you by our friends at Kyle's Kitchen. We're looking forward to another season with Kyle in our dugout, and they're doing more things. They're expanding. They've got Kyle's Chicken House on Embarkdale Del Mar in Isla Vista, and they have Kyle's Protein Grill, which is next to the Kyle's Kitchen in Hollister Village in Goleta. Two more great options to go have a great meal. Kyle's Kitchen, helping the community. Great food, great people. This episode also brought to you by Smart Office Interiors, proud sponsor of UCSB Baseball, local source for quality commercial furniture for education, healthcare, government, athletics, private companies, and of course your home office. Full service solutions that include design, planning, and installation. Call 805-965-8585. Our friends over at Smart Office interiors and also please be sure to check out the gauchos on social media ucsb athletics the primary page on twitter and instagram and also uh, follow the gaucho uh, baseball team instagram and twitter ucsb underscore baseball we've got a lot of great content coming out for this year um it's it's uh coach fergus he's got he's got an eye and a vision so uh we're looking forward to that okay this week the week before opening day at San Francisco, we have a trio of freshmen, first years, Justin Trimble, Trey McCollum, and Xander Darby. An hour long with those three, uh, talking about their baseball experiences and, and getting to know them a little bit. So that's what's on tap for this pod. Uh, let's get to it. Let's get to the freshman trio. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. Here's the one-strike pitching. Mitchell belts us to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He's at the track. He's at the wall. He leaps at the wall, and this one is out of here. Christian Kirtley. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? John Newman. Wins it for the Gauchos. In the score is two. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 All right, this week on the Gaucho Nine podcast, we have a first. It's a trio of first years. Freshmen, that is, for the Gauchos. We have Xander Darby, Latrey McCollum, and Justin Trimble, all three of those names are new to most listeners, and they are all excited to be here. I can see the smiles on their faces. They look like little kids hitting a baseball for the first time. It's hilarious. Let's <laughs> let's dive. Let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. We'll start with uh, number twelve, Xander Darby, officially Alexander Darby. You're from Palo Alto. Do you spell your name with a Z or an X, Xander, when you shorten it? Uh, that's a trick question. Um, I do spell it with a Z, but a lot of people get confused because, I mean, my real name's Alexander. And right. they always ask, the guys always ask me, like, why do you go by Xander? And I tell them my parents wanted me to be named Xander. Um, they heard uh, the parents call, like, call for their kid before, right before I was born on a playground. They're like, hey, Xander. And they liked with it. So they liked it and stuck with it. So here we are. I'm Xander now. Okay. It, it's a good name. It rolls off the tongue. It's going to be fun to say on the broadcast, right? Xander Darby. Can you name a famous alum from your high school, Palo Alto High? I can name many. Many? Okay, yes. let's hear Let's hear some. Let's hear like like three. You got three? Yeah, easy. I got Jock Peterson, Devontae mm. Adams, and Jeremy Lin. Devontae? Devontae went to Palo Alto High School. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, I knew about Jock. Okay. I knew about Linsanity. I didn't know about Devonte Adams. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. And uh, what was your primary position in high school? A uh, shortstop for the most part. Oh no way! A shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> okay, that's Xander Darby. Let's go to the next guy, uh, number thirty-five, Latre McCollum from Marietta. Did you meet Chris Lincoln during alumni weekend, Latre? Yeah, so uh, I just want to say thank you for having us on, Kev. Uh, but yeah, no, I actually did not meet Chris Lincoln, but I did see him um, in the stands during a game. So I would have liked to meet him, but unfortunately, I didn't get to. 
because I, I say that because you're wearing his number and so, I think you're the same height, same weight, same build, athletic, long, right? <laughs> yeah, I've actually, I got that a lot. I remember you were actually the first one to tell me that uh, about like two weeks in the fall. And then I was just getting that from a lot of different guys. And everyone's like, oh, Trey, you remind me of Chris Lincoln and Chris Lincoln and this, that. So I was like, hey, thanks, man. But yeah, it's cool. It's cool to get that uh, kind of comparison. So yeah. Well, I'm glad. Uh, can you name some famous alums from your high school? Um, actually, you know, um, there haven't been that many famous alums. Uh, <laughs> we've had some, uh, we've had some good track runners and we've had some, uh, good football players. Okay. Um, but other than that, you know, it's been, it's been pretty quiet, but we do got, we do have one guy, uh, who plays in the Jets, um, from my school. Uh, his, I went to, I was in school with his brother when I was a freshman, he was a senior, uh, Elisha Gidry. And uh, his uh, his brother's name was, I think it's like uh, Javelin Gidry, and he plays for the uh, Jets or Javelin Javelin. Yeah. Okay. Some NFL lineage. That's cool. I'm with it. And uh, what was your primary position in high school? Primary position was center field. Okay. And you're you're roaming the outfield with the Gauchos uh, so far. Yep. Yes, sir. Okay. Center fielder Latrey McCollum. Okay. Uh, last, certainly not least. Number 15, Justin Trimble from Arroyo Grande. You know you're from enemy territory, Trim. You know that, right? <laughs> I do, I do, yes. Did you grow up going to poly games? Um, I went to a few. Um, honestly, I wasn't really following Cal Poly that much growing up. Um, I'd hear about the games and stuff like that, but, you know, really wasn't going, like, every weekend. Like, some of my buddies were growing up, so. Okay. Are there any famous alums from Arroyo Grande? Um, recently, I found out uh, the knuckleballer, Nicky Janis. I guess he played really? one year at Arroyo Grande. <laughs> but, um, but outside of baseball and sports, uh, Zach Efron went to Arroyo Grande High School. So that's pretty Dang. cool. Zach Efron. He's pretty yeah, big. I'm, yeah, pretty big. I, uh, I went to the same elementary school, had the same first grade teacher, um, same middle school. So kind of the same story. That's cool. Okay. And uh, what was your primary position in high school? First base. So, first base? Um, yeah, playing uh, – I had transitioned here when I – coach threw me out at third base. But, um, you know, getting used to that, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so you're the only guy in this group who is not really playing his high school position because Xander's been at shortstop, a little bit of second base. Uh, Latre's been in the outfield. And Trim, you've I've only seen you at third base. I haven't seen you take too many reps at first. So yeah, it, like I said, you know, it was, a, it was a big adjustment. I played this summer a little bit in the outfield as well. But, um, but yeah, when coach gave me the opportunity to play third base, I I went with it. So go for it. That's what that's what it's all about. So uh, we're we're happy to have all three of you on the podcast. Like I said, it's kind of a first having three first years. Uh, this being the officially the second kind of full year of the podcast we started this in may of 2020 so there was a little bit of 2020 in there and then some 2021 obviously so now we're starting 2022 and we want to use this platform to get to know you guys let you guys have some fun um have this out there for parents for any uh prospective student athletes that are thinking about becoming gauchos so we want you guys to be uh as open as possible about your gacho experience so far. And I know we haven't played any games yet, but uh, the season is upon us. We are less than two weeks away. I'm sure you guys are chomping at the bit, and uh, this will be uh, this will be pretty fun. Um, it's I just kind of noticed this going when I was writing my notes that we have three representatives from different parts of California. So we've got Xander who's from the Bay, we've got Trim who's from the Central Coast, and then we've got Latre who's from from SoCal. So those three regions, big regions, of course, in, in high school ball, travel ball, college baseball, did any of you guys play against each other in high school or travel ball at all or with each other? I don't think so. No? No, we didn't. Well, I did play Trey's travel ball team, but I don't think he was on the team at the time or he just wasn't at the tournament. So there was an opportunity. Okay. So – you guys didn't meet until you came on campus is kind of what I'm what I'm getting at. 
And what sparked this was, I mean, I'm at the field a lot, and you guys are at the field at the appropriate amount of time all the time, right? But Justin and Xander, you kind of had this little this little thing going for for a lot of the fall where you'd show up early, you'd be getting reps, you're going through your ground ball routine. Was that something that you guys started in the fall? Did it kind of foster naturally? Or, like, how did that all begin? Xander? Um, yeah, I'll start it off. So, um, basically, this all started when COVID happened. Um, me and my buddy, Josh Kasovich, uh, who was also a Palo High School grad who's at Oregon right now, he's a shortstop, he would – pretty much like forced me to come with him to take ground balls like every day. And since we were in quarantine, we're all shut down. We had nothing going on. So it was an everyday deal. We'd work out and take ground balls, just us two. And so when I transitioned to Santa Barbara and I got here, I was like kind of missing that. And I felt like I needed, I needed the reps. And so, you know, knowing, knowing me, I grabbed my friend Justin and I was like, yeah, let's, let's go to the field early. Let's get some work in. Uh, and we learned a lot. We learned how to set up the field, just us two, uh, obviously with the help of you, but that's kind of how it started. Justin, I, dad. yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was, it was definitely fun when we got the opportunity, you know, uh, coach Erdy, he's been helping us, um, you know, especially with the transition to third base, he's been teaching me a lot and, you know, mixed between Erdy and Xander, you know, I've been picking up some stuff, just, you know, drills and footwork and, you know, all that stuff. And I think, um, they've definitely been two, uh, great supporters, uh, through the transition and it helped me a lot. All right. Now let's loop Trey in here. Cause he's an outfielder. I was an outfielder in college and outfielders a lot of times get forgotten, especially when, when we're setting up the field for, for stuff. Everybody's worried about the infield, where the machines are, <laughs> getting the buckets out and, and the outfielders got nothing set up. So, cause I, and I, at first I thought Justin and Xander were roommates cause you guys show up together, you do thing. I figured, Oh, these guys are roommates. They're working out together, all that stuff, but not the case, not the case. It's Xander and, and Latrey that are roommates. Is that right? It's and actually, uh... up. it's Justin and Latrey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you know, so it may seem like it, but because um, we're always with each other, but it's it's actually me and Latre. So, Latre, how do you feel about that? Like, you don't have a workout partner? Like, what's going on? <laughs> no, so uh, actually, so uh, my my kind of way of uh, getting my work in, I uh, kind of started in the fall actually, um, and so me and like Sebastian Arguez, um and a couple other guys, uh, Henry Manfredonia, a lot of us, so we would go to the field. Uh, after study hall, because we would have study hall from 7.30 to 9. So after the study hall, uh, we would go like Monday through Friday or Saturday. And just after study hall, we'd go, I would go just get my hacks in the cages, um, work work some um, uh, some throwing stuff um, from the outfield perspective. But um, yeah, I usually just go and get my work done uh, at that time. And, and usually it's kind of quieter and no one's really there. So it's cool. And then like uh, moving on into, into this quarter, um, since we kind of just started having study hall, uh, I would just go after practice, a couple hours after practice, uh, still around the same time, around nine. Uh, I'm just go get my work in and just uh, work on the little things in my game that uh, a lot of people like just don't really see. So it's cool just to work on that stuff and it's kind of quiet. And that's uh, a lot of cage stuff. Like how, how are the cage fun cages functioning? Because we've done a lot of work in there yeah. and there are some, some older gauchos who would be jealous of some of the stuff and space that you guys have in there. But <laughs> But Trey, how are, how are you utilizing uh, the cages in uh, in your downtime? Oh yeah, I, I love the cages. You know what I'm saying that's a that's a, a great part of the field. Uh, we got the we got the ox in there. The uh, was it JBL or whatever we got going on in there? It's pretty nice. The new stereo awesome. system. Yeah, yeah. We all we're always getting new stuff in there. I'm always bumping the music. I like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, yeah. It's been it's been great. Just going in there. Uh, a whole bunch of bats. A whole bunch of of different things you could use in there. Um, and it's all there for us, you know, pretty much 24 hour access and just go in there, just work on uh, on a part of the game that you want to work on. And um, it's just really great to have all that stuff in there. So Ferg, he is uh, progressive and he, he's, he does a lot of things and we love Ferg because of that. 
and he makes baseball players better because of all those things that he does that are that are kind of funky and unorthodox and there's like all the bats are he's got flat bats he's got different weighted bats he's got uh short bats skinny bats and the uh like the weighted balls too do you guys use hit those weighted balls i saw some some guys hitting them the other day like are you guys on that or are you, are you like what are some of the favorite things to do in the cage aside from turning the machine up to a hundred and, and going to work. <laughs> um, if I could go, I don't know. Uh, unless you guys Jump in there. Trim. <laughs> um, usually I, my prep work I do is, um, you know, sometimes I've been going with the, the tennis balls right when we got the, these new bats, um, forgot, I think Ferg got them, but, um, we got a flat wood bat and then, a uh, extended wood bat and more stuff like that. So, Early on in the fall, I've been using um, that with the tennis balls, but um, recently I've been using a, a small bat and then I just kind of get a feel for the hidden um, from the off the tee and then I'll transition, transition to a longer bat and it's kind of just all feel for me. And then, um, so it's kind of like a build up process until you're facing the machine. You know, it's always fun to get hacks off the machine, but you know, you got to work on the little stuff before that. So that's kind of what for me. Xander? I got to say, <clears throat> Ferg's done a great job of literally offering any type of bet you could imagine. That whole bin, like I had a week trial of just every bat. I first started off with like the, the tennis ball and the flat bat with trim. Uh, but later on, I ended off with the, I use this every day. It's, I think it's like a 40 something inch bat. It looks like a fungo, but it's like a full on heavy, like wood bat. And I'll do my T work and then I pull that bat out and use it in flips. And I have to, it makes me just like be really efficient. If I have any sort of inefficiency, I like miss hit the ball. Like, and it's really obvious and I just work on staying loose. So uh, I've been using that bat every day for probably like a month now, every time I go in the cage. Um, and then once I'm done swinging that, I pick up my regular bat, like, wow, this thing's really light. And so I, I was swinging a 33-inch bat uh, like a month ago, and then I was like, man, like I, I think I want to make the transition. Like Ooh. Justin swinging to 34v5, he hits <laughs> bombs. Like I got to try it out. And so slowly but surely I have made the transition to a 34-inch bat. I got to say probably solely because of my training with the long bat. Wow. That's big time. So that's been helpful. 34. Yeah. Big time. Trey, <laughs> Trey, what do you got? Yeah, um, for me, um, I also start off with the with the tennis balls um, and the bats. I uh, use that for a little bit. Then I did go on to um, some of the smaller bats, some of the one-handed trainers. Um, but, like, right now, I've, I've been watching uh, Brock Mortensen swing, swing a lot in the cages, and he uses uh, really – it's like this black heavy bat. And uh, so I actually started using it just for prep work. Uh, it's kind of like a no-stride, just uh, prep work, just getting ready. And uh, I've actually like really liked it, and I've been using that uh, to this day. I started using it, I want to say, right at the end of uh, the fall. So uh, it's just a great uh, training technique uh, to to start working with. And then I just pick up my regular bat, and it just feels that much lighter. Uh, and it's cool just to go in and uh, get my cage work with that. So one of the, one of the cool things about sports is that you know there are multiple ways to do the same thing, right? Like. No, not everybody can throw a football like Tom Brady, but you know, Kirk, uh, Aaron Rodgers throws it one way, Kyler Murray throws it another way, Patrick Mahomes throws it another way. Not everybody can shoot a basketball like Steph Curry, but you know, LeBron's got his jump shot, uh, Clay's got his jump shot, uh, stuff like that. And then in baseball, it's hard to hit a baseball. Yes, there's lots of different ways to do it, and all three of you have very unique approaches to the swing. Or at least they look, they all look very different. I'm going to go to Xander first because the first thing I noticed about your swing in the fall is you went uh, separated hands with the grip. Oh, Are you doing yeah. that anymore or has that no. changed? Okay. Because like, cause I, had, I had heard of that. I had not really seen it. So for for those listening, like traditional baseball grip, right? Your, your hands are on top of each other and they're basically like work as one. But Xander had it like, separated slightly so they weren't touching each other 
which is very uh, unique. Why did you do that before and what made you switch? Yeah. Um, so initially, Ferg was like sending me videos of Jock Peterson um, just as like kind of like a swing comp. And does, there does he do one, the separate hands, Jock? There was a, there was a, he sent this tweet and it, it had him hitting a home run and his hands were separated. Yeah. And Ferg, when, when I first showed up here, I had a lot of work to do. And I obviously still have a lot more, but part of my issue was like, he wanted me to like get to the bottom of the ball. So my, so my swing would um, essentially just like be in a straight path rather than pulling off. And so part of that helped me with like, if I have separated hands, it's harder to like pull across your shoulders and it's easier to just stay through the bottom and go like almost down to up in a way. And so I made that adjustment and I was like working on it and flips and in BP. And I was like, wait a minute, like I could just do this in my regular swing too. So, I mean, that lasted, that lasted a while. That lasted probably like two or three months. Hmm. And then I realized I kind of got the feeling down. I put my hands together. I was like, Oh, this feels better now. Like I gotta, I gotta keep my hands together. So once I figured that out, like went back to the regular grip, um, and I still have that movement in my swing, but I was able to keep my hands together. I like it. I like it. That I'd, I'd never seen that before, honestly. I'd never seen that before, the separated hands. So uh, you're making the transition, you're feeling it out, and it feels good. The swing looks good. Now, Latre, how, how can I describe your swing and your mannerisms? You, get, you, you, uh, you work in rhythm. I'm just going to say that you have, uh, you have a lot of rhythm. Uh, a lot of hitches is that part of your timing because you kind of got some hitch in the swing and the stance like is that kind of your thing yeah so uh that's actually kind of been my thing since like high school um uh, i've i've tried to keep the hitches and everything to a minimum but yeah like the rhythm is actually a really big thing for me um i know it kind of just helps with like my hands and like my eyes so that's just kind of been a thing I've been doing for a little while. I've been doing a lot of work with Ferg, uh, just trying to get my legs a little bit more and just uh, try to like scoop some of that power out of the ground. Um, so it, it's been it's been pretty good so far. I still obviously have a lot of work to do, but um, it's actually been it's been really great so far the whole process. Based on my observations, I think in the fall, a lot of your hard contact it had a little side spin. You'd kind of come across the ball a lot, right? Yeah. Difficult yeah. to hit the ball over the fence coming across the baseball right but you hit a, a dinger yes, what was sir. that that was last week yes, sir. Yes, last sir. week right pull side oh it was a bomb trim yeah. says it was a bomb who who's it, who's it who's it off uh it was off my boy c lou uh, it was a, a 2-0 count uh, i was expecting a fastball and i just told myself i couldn't miss it and uh i'm, I'm happy i didn't miss it good love that that's that's off the Friday starter too, potential Friday starter Corey Lewis. That's impressive. Okay, Trim, how can I describe your swing? I I feel like when you make contact and it's all perfectly put together, it's gonna go like eight hundred feet. <laughs> it's like it's it's like it's a heavy swing. You swing from the left side. You're a well put together athlete. Like if you're playing football, you're probably a linebacker. Like. It's a heavy Thank you, Kevin. It's, it's going it. <laughs> it's going into the power plant. So how would you describe your swing? Um, I'd say I, uh, I've shortened up my swing a little bit. Um, some people might not think so, but um, just because it's still a little bit long, I'd say. But um, during high school, I kind of found myself into a um, little bit of a habit of pushing my hands too far back or um, – you know, something like that. And I just find myself off time. And um, now that I've found a consistent part of my swing where it's just kind of short to the ball, um, I think that's kind of where I found myself now. But um, I really haven't got a player comp yet. I know the, uh, Mar Michael Marsh has been throwing them around, but... Um, what's, what's he got? What's he got? I'm curious. I, I think... I don't think he found one, but I think... Uh, Coach Ferg found a Adrian Gonzalez follow through or it, something like that, but it was the the best he could find. So um, yeah, I, I I wasn't really I, I was pretty surprised about that one. So <laughs> Adrian Gonzalez, I mean, 
any any comparison to Adrian Gonzalez as a hitter, you're doing things right because he's, he's he was pretty good. Yeah, I'll uh, take that. Yeah. Okay, let's let's dig into some some fun stuff. Um, where do I want to start? Do you guys like your new Rawlings gloves? Kev, you know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys all looked up and went, "Ooh." <laughs> Um, okay, uh, so we got two infield gloves and an outfield glove. Are you? I want to say that all three of yours are the same color. They're all like a tan, like a tan. Yeah, I think oh, they are. I think we all got mixed up during the summer. We uh, <laughs> when Coach sent out the link for the the glove order, I think we might have misread it all, and um, I, I think there was something on lines of we had thought that it wasn't supposed to be anything but tan so once mm -hmm. we send in the gloves we saw the other teammates gloves and we're, we're all confused because we saw all these other colorways and all all such but um so yeah that was part of the reason why so you guys are following instructions that's good <laughs> that's good well they're they're all tan xander went with the wingtip trey what kind of out is it uh rawlings did they do rawlings did the trapeze right yeah, they did the trapeze. Uh, Brock has it, actually has the trapeze. Brock has the trapeze. You don't have the trapeze. What's the the webbing on yours? Um, I just like a honestly, I'm I don't really remember what it's called, but it's kind of it's like a it's like an influencer glove, but just a little bit bigger. You know what I mean? Right. It has, has that kind of same webbing, and I've been I've been using that uh sort of glove uh since high school, and I I've actually been getting a lot of like flack on like my high school glove, a lot of. A lot of the teams has been giving me a lot of stuff. So I'm glad I got this new one, and uh, you know it's nice and formed, and uh, I'm excited to use it. The the high school glove, we we've seen it right because you've been you've been using it. It's that Wilson. Some might say it's an infield glove, but I'm older yes. than now, so it's, it's nice. <clears throat> you got you got the Rawlings now. That's yeah. good. I Xander was so excited to get his glove like couldn't contain himself yeah months out uh, i remember xander telling me that he was thinking every single day was the day he said before we went to practice he was he was confirmed that this was the day the gloves would come and <laughs> yeah he was so excited I, when they came i gotta tell you the story kevin so like i think a week before the gloves came i i literally had a dream that uh Hawkame Hawks sent a uh, Google chat and I, I literally my dream was me getting a notification the gloves are here and then I it literally jolted uh, jolted awake in just excitement I was like and then I checked my phone I was like oh I was bummed out but after that happened I would I think like literally every day I was like the gloves are coming like I can feel it I can feel it and then it got to a point where like they weren't coming so I was like all right I just gonna I'm just gonna give up and just when they get here they get here and I think when I said that, I literally came the next day. So that sounds I, good, right. I was ecstatic. Well, Glove Day is always fun. There's there are a few greater things in sports than getting a fresh piece of leather, sticking your nose in it, working it in, breaking it in, all that stuff. Like it's just there's just nothing better. And it's like it's it just it's another indication that the season is right around the corner. Am I right? Mm -hmm. definitely yeah trim what what are you working with because you're over at third base and that's a kind of new position so what are you working with yeah i my glove order got a little messed up during the summer i i reached out to hawk and they were still unsure because we still at the time didn't have a team practice and they didn't see me um they, that was the first time they even met me um because with covid so yeah you're um, you're a then, covid recruit yeah, that's right. And um, so they were still unsure at the time what position I was meant for. And because um, I'd only played first base and outfield. And when I reached out to Hawk, he uh, he said for me to go with a first base glove. So I made the first base glove order. And then um, first practice, coach sticks me at third base. And, you know, uh, without complaining, you know, I, uh, it, was a, it was a new thing. But um, at the back of my mind, I was remembering the glove order that I put in the first base glove so um a little disappointed in that but um i think they're working on something uh 
in the future. So coach co- or uh, not coach Hockamay, uh, Justin Hockamay, director of operations. He'll come up with a solution and we'll get you taken care of. We know that. <laughs> um, okay. So now amongst you three, cause you guys are, you guys are homies. I could, I could tell you're just a, <laughs> your little pod, uh, amongst you three, who is the fastest? I can, I'm, I'm definitely can out of the ruling. It's, yeah, it's not Justin. Not Justin. <laughs> That's just not part of my game. You know, uh, power. Yeah, it's def- definitely, <laughs> definitely between Xander and Trey. I'll say that. Okay. So are we, do we have to flip point know. here? Like, who is it? I, I will say this, uh, with, uh, when we were doing our like sprint work with our, uh, trainer, Luke story, we did have recorded, I think it was 20, 20 yard sprints. And there was a time that I was faster than Trey, but I think by the last by the last session of those sprints, Trey did beat me. Um, but I don't know; it's pretty even. Yeah, it's pretty even. We we, we go back and forth, so it's, it's kind of a tough question to answer. But yeah, no, um, we're we're always competing against each other. And uh, th- this guy Xander, uh, this guy doesn't this guy doesn't want anybody to, to be faster than him, be better than him. But it's always fun just competing against them. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we may have answered the next question, which is who is the strongest. Now, I mean, Trimble, I mean, I just compared you to a linebacker, and you're not the fastest guy. So those indications point to you being the strongest. Not always necessarily the case. I'm not trying to, to take any away from you, from you, but who's the strongest? Who puts up the um, weight in the weight room? Come on. Take it away, JT. <laughs> I'd honestly say um, it's it's pretty even between us because – the oh, upper body man. portion, I'd say Xander's got us. And then uh, with the squats early on, I think I was uh, a little bit in front of you guys. But And then Trey, he's – I don't know. He's just he's improved so much since the summer. It, how much have you put on, Trey? It's uh, 10 pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I put on, put on a little bit of weight. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting almost 200 now, kind of like 198, 199. What did you come in at? What did you come in at, Trey? I came in at 181. Oh, okay. That's yeah. called the freshman 15 right there. <laughs> that's that's the uh, Trop Gardens. Yep. Where's, oh, yeah. Wait, where is it? The weight room? A little bit of both. It's a little, a little bit of both. Definitely both. Combination. <laughs> Loud chocolate milk. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next one is uh, who could throw the most strikes if one you had to pitch? Ooh. I'm going to take myself out of this one. I, I did. We were in <laughs> the... Uh, we were in the championship game of like a perfect game tournament with like 50 teams and we're out of pitching. I come in and walk the house and get pulled. <laughs> uh, so I'm out of here. I pitched a little bit in senior year, but um, if I wanted to, I, I, if I wanted to give away a little bit of velo, I guess I could throw a little bit more strikes, but if I wanted to get some, uh, some radar gun uh, miles per hour up, I'd, probably out of that ruling too so um i don't know term uh what's that leaves the tray here no <laughs> so every day like we walk into practice uh we see our, our pitching coach dylan jones one of our pitching coaches uh and he's always uh, asking asking justin like if he's if he's uh ready to pitch and like ready to <laughs> not scared anymore to pitch so uh the whole team definitely knows that if he can get on the bump you know throw some strikes so yeah, that's just the one problem though if if i can so uh i guess we'll never know hey man well you it's... got a five pitch mix <laughs> <laughs> i do have a big arsenal i'll say that yeah we got a diamond in the rough here we got a uh <laughs> yeah, we got a, a bieber waiting in the wings unproven so so it's i mean it velo gets all the gets all the hype these days where are you, where are you sitting at trim where are you sitting at? um I my senior year, I think I got up to ninety one. Oh, but, um, but I I think I've increased a little bit of velo since um, from the summer and uh, this fall. But um, I guess one of these days, maybe I'll just go out and uh, get get a couple pitches in, see what I can get. But um, definitely not what some of the guys are throwing on this team. I, you know, Harvey coming up to ninety five, and I, you know, it's unbelievable. I can't imagine myself doing that. Okay. Well, now I understand why we put you at third base. He's got the, got the howitzer over there at third. Uh, okay. 
so a little more a little more serious tone here um what would have been what have been some of the more difficult things to adjust to going from high school to college it could be uh let's start with let's start with baseball things and then we can go into lifestyle stuff uh let's start with uh, xander uh for me when I showed up here and we started team practice, I felt like I was playing a different game. Like yeah. everything I've been taught, I'd say mostly like on the alignments and relays, like everything I had been taught was almost wrong in a way. There's, it was just so limited in like scope of knowledge. Like you didn't take account like runner speed, like outfielders arms. Like for example, coach Erdy, he would always get, get on me about this early on. Like if a ball is hitting like a, like a corner, but like an outfielder cuts it off. It's an automatic, like if there's the run on first, he's automatically getting to three. So we're cutting two. just stuff, small stuff like that, where it's just kind of, you got to think about it. And in high school, you get away with it. Um, but when I showed up here, there was a lot I had to learn. Um, yeah. I mean, I would just say the relays and like learning a bunch of like signs and stuff like that. But, is that, is that recency bias? Cause we did, we did relays today. We did um, alignments, <laughs> and maybe I, you're in I the wrong spot. A little bit <laughs> today. Today I did a good job. Checks the other week uh, did get on me. There was a play where there was a sack fly to center field, and there was runners on like first and second, and it wasn't the runner on second was clearly going to go third, but I lined up the third anyways. Uh, that's just I didn't have that IQ yet. Like you gotta gotta cut up related to there to stop the runner from getting advanced in the second, but stuff like that. Little I details. Just, yeah. Little, little details, details for sure. All right. Latre. Yeah. For me, um, I'd honestly just say adjusting to like the speed of the game. Uh, Cause in high school, you know, you get so used uh, like all of us are pretty much the best players on our high school teams. So coming in here uh, to college, just kind of trying to adjust just to the, the new kind of flow of the game and the practice. Uh, I remember when the first day, for very first day of fall practice, um, we all we all pulled up um, in our in our jerseys and everything. We were all looking good, and so we all just go on the field and we're kind of all just like running around, like not really knowing where to go. Um, and then we kind of get into the practice part of it, and we're kind of all just lagging a little bit, like not really just knowing uh, the the kind of stylistic. Uh, I would kind of say like fundamentals. So I feel like when I when I got here, it's just kind of hard to adjust to that. But definitely, just as we've gotten more more and more into uh, the preseason and just uh, dialing up the season, uh, we've all gotten a lot better with just uh, keeping up with the pace of practice and uh, making sure like we're getting the most out of each rep. Subtle, subtle flex from Latre. Subtle. The, yeah, we were the best guys in our high school team. Oh. <laughs> what I was gonna say about it. <laughs> Oh, the speed of the game. Oh, totally. Especially when you, you, you run out there with, with Jason Willow, who's fifth year, and, and Brock Mortensen, who's been around, and, and Nick Vogt, who's been around. Like Those guys are probably running circles around you in the outfield. So, yeah, it makes no, sense. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, Trim, what do you got? Yeah, I completely agree with all um, Xander and Latre had to say. But um, I, I think for me, though, the biggest part in transition was um, just learning the third base and um, Bryce Willett's um, senior um, third baseman. He was a, he's been a big mentor to me, um, really helping me. And I, you know, I've, I give him so many questions throughout the day and I, I know, no, I definitely uh, used my uh, limit for that, but um, you know, I, I think he's, he's helped me along the way and um I think that's been, yeah, like I said, that's been the biggest transition. So, I, I probably could have guessed that. I mean, you go to a new position day one, and it's like, okay, thrown under the fire. Never played third base <laughs> before. All right, let's do this. Um, okay, so what about school? So, you guys were all here for summer school. Was that, and it was still uh, online instruction. Was that helpful to for the transition before? getting here in the fall. And I know it's, it's so like wonky right now because, because of the online versus in person. And like, it's, it just doesn't feel it's, you know, if we were talking to you three, like three years ago, 
it'd be a totally different conversation because you get there in the summer, you're taking one or two classes, you're getting to learn campus and how long it takes to ride your bike and when you got to eat and when you got to go to weights. Like there's that part of it where you got to go on campus, come off, get changed, like those types of things. But it's different with the the online stuff and the asynchronous stuff. So I'm kind of shooting in the dark here because I don't really know what it's like. So I want some info from you guys on like, was summer helpful for you as far as getting into some kind of routine with the online stuff and dealing with your responsibilities as baseball players? Open forum here, whoever wants to jump in. <laughs> I think it definitely was. I, um, I know I took, I took one class um, over the summer. I was a little bit late. I think I came in uh, a week after, but um, I'd say it was definitely a lot of help um, from day one. Um, when I got on campus this fall, um, just just kind of getting used to the, what it's going to look like um, these next four years. And I, um, like I said, I think it was definitely helpful. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree with that too. Um, uh, I got here August 1st. I think it was like pretty much the first day of the summer. It was about, we were here for six weeks. It was August 1st to September 11th. And uh, yeah, the, just the summer school and um, all the all the things all of like the little things that uh, we had to do for our classes, it definitely got us ready for the fall and kind of just for the rest uh, of our college, uh, of our college lives. Uh, it was just cool to be on campus and I just kind of see the the neat little things around and then also uh, just stay on top of the, on top of the schoolwork too. Sandra? I will, I will. So I showed up halfway through summer because I was still playing summer ball. Me and Aaron were on the same team, the Utah Marshals. Um, I will say, like, when, when me and Aaron got here, like, the, we were doing the classes, whatever, we were adjusting to Tropicana Villas and whatever, living on our own. Um, I think I think it was beneficial just to, like, get credits out of the way. Like, they weren't – the classes that we took weren't super time-consuming, but I thought it was helpful to just get, like, adjusted to, like, the system, like, gaucho space and – gold and everything like that um but i think it also gave us something to do because we had a lot of free time um and it classes weren't stressful at all i think we're all mostly in the same classes so it was it was fun to be together so like it was more than just like getting adjusted but i thought it was very beneficial okay now how about the the lifestyle and it's because summer you're online, you're taking one class, you're like, all right, you're in a new place, getting used to it. And then fall, you had in-person instruction, practice, scrimmages, weights. And now coming back from winter break, it was online again. So you're kind of going back and forth, shuffling this. But when it, you're in the going to, going to class on campus and then having to come to baseball and go into study hall, like monitoring your time, when are you getting your homework done? How are you studying for your tests? Like those types of things. Like has that transition been, been tough, challenging, easier than you thought, harder than you thought? Like you guys are all good students. I mean, you got into UCSB for a reason, but were there difficult moments or, or some type of adjustments that you had to make? Trim? I'd say all the opportunities we got um, have been making it very beneficial. And I think, I think without the study halls and um, you know, the, like Jessica, um, our academic advisor, um, she's really been uh, helping us along the way. And I think with all those opportunities, I think it makes it a lot more easier um, every day. Trey. Yeah. Um, kind of going off of that, um, kind of going back to summer too. Uh, we had this class called like INT10, and it was like a it was like a little prep class just to uh, make sure you're on top of all your work. And we would have these meetings with uh, our TAs. Um, and I know sp specifically in my meeting, um, I had to make a calendar for like the whole week uh, and every week. And it was like media, I think it was six meetings. So I had to make a calendar every week, and I have to show her it and uh, just kind of just show her my whole entire day and uh, everything I'll be doing and just doing kind of little things like that, uh, just help you manage your time a little bit better. And uh, it's not kind of all clustered around, you kind of have it organized and it's just uh, a little bit easier to get some stuff done. Was that, was that something that you guys didn't worry about in high school? Like it was kind of, 
you were just flying by the seat of your pants, like Trey specifically, like, was that the first time that you like wrote down, made a calendar and got your life, not, I'm not saying life organized, but like got your schedule organized, like on a piece of paper. Yeah, uh, definitely. In high school, it was just a little bit like writing in my agenda or just like jotting down some notes, but like in college uh, and especially over summer is when I really just started like dialing it in and like making sure I really managed my time. And that's something my parents warned me a lot about too. Uh, the high school life and college life are two completely different things. And uh, if you don't manage your time, uh, it can come back to bite you. So uh, I've actually really made that a, a main thing for me is just to make sure I manage my time. Xander? I will say that uh, the fall schedule was no joke. Um, I'm, I consider myself a good student, pretty self-motivated. Um, but the days were like insanely packed. I'd, we'd wake up. I had four 8 a.m.s uh, last quarter. Um, so I'd wake up, go to class, come back and eat, go to my next class, and then probably go straight to the field to do some early work with Trimble, have practice, then have weights, then we're done at like six and then eat dinner and then go to study hall. So honestly, like the homework time in the fall started around like 7.30. And if I needed more time to do my homework, I wouldn't be able to go to the cages after and I would have to stay up late and do my work. Um, but I did find like I trickled in some time in between classes when I was at TROP. I'd probably like 45 minutes a day where I would, if I was at TROP, I'd be doing my work. Um, I was taking last quarter, I took a hard math class. So that was taking a lot of my time. Um, but for, for sure it was really busy. And I, with, I've been using GCAL a lot and I had to use it, especially with checks because everything that's organized with the team is on GCAL. Um, and then adding the classes and free time and everything's on there, which has been helpful. Well, believe it or not, there is free time. And you guys are college students, so you have fun. And apparently you still play Fortnite. So, <laughs> like, Fortnite was a thing or became a thing, I don't know, what was that, five years ago, four years ago? And all my all my roommates played it. And it was, you know, it was the thing for, like, it was red hot for a while. And I, I, I hadn't really, honestly, since before you guys brought it up, like, I hadn't heard the words Fortnite in a while. I mean, that says some things about what I'm doing in my life and how old I am, but you guys are on the Fortnite and you guys spend your time, your free time playing video games. I would imagine. I mean, it's kind of the thing for this generation. So like who are some of the good Fortnite players on this team? Do we have the three best on this podcast right now? Um, I, I'd say we're definitely up there. We, um, I think we're all pretty solid with the, um, we just got two new controllers in our room. I know that. And, um, ba balancing between Fortnite and 2k or, you know, whatever we can get our hands on. Um, just, I think it's just really fun between, you know, the entire group of us and just to get together and, um, just play games. So 2k, 2k is basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who, who are you guys basketball teams? Because we got we got three, um, three different parts of California represented here, so this could be interesting. <laughs> um, I I enjoy basketball. I I'm more of like a baseball fan, obviously, but I I like the Lakers. Okay. A little disappointed this year, but um, you know I, I'm still a Lakers fan through it all. Trey, yes, yeah, uh, same with me. You know, shout out to my dad, Lee McCollum. You know, uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a big Lakers fan, and uh, it's kind of just trickled down to me. So yeah, uh, we're we're a big Lakers family, and we like a little bit of the Clippers too because it's a little LA thing. But you know, the Lakers Lakers are the are the big team. Okay, don't do me wrong, Xander. <laughs> it's the Warriors for yes. sure. Let's go. I don't I don't follow them too hard. I will say my dad's a big follower. Um, I have been to a couple games, which are really fun. Um, but go Warriors. Okay. I just I had to get that in there. I mean, you mentioned the 2K. I, I haven't played a basketball game since I think uh, like NBA 2006 on GameCube. Uh, <laughs> Car Carmelo Anthony was on the cover when he played for the Nuggets. So yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, who's your guys' favorite athlete? Could be any athlete. Hmm. I know I know you guys got like a fat head of 
of your favorite guy, <laughs> like in your rooms, right? Posters, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? A uh, wallpaper on your phone. Favorite? Um, I've, I mean, for me, I grew up watching Mike Trout. I'd say for baseball. Um, outside of that, um, you know, basketball players. I, I really enjoy watching Clay Thompson. He battled through his injury. Um, I think he just made his debut. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, yep. but um, I'd say for me, um, I guess you know, basketball, Clay Thompson, baseball, Mike Trout. I'd say. Trey. Uh, yeah, for me, um, I would say Serena Williams, tennis player. Uh, you know, I, I kind of grew up watching her and just uh, seeing all the things she's accomplished on the court is a, is really inspirational. It's just cool uh, to see just how she grew up and uh, and with her whole family and just everything she's been through. Uh, to get to where she is now. So, yeah, I've, I've uh, really enjoyed watching her. Have you seen her at a live tennis match? I haven't. I've never been to a tennis match, sadly, but I've always wanted to. So, yeah. I, I haven't either. That would be really cool, especially yeah. to see Serena or Venus. Like, yeah, or Venus. Epic. Xander? Uh, I'm going with David Ortiz. David Ortiz? I, okay. Yeah. A little, little backstory on that. My dad's from Boston – he grew up a Sox fan, and then once he moved to California, he migrated to the Giants. But when I was younger, I always liked the Sox, and I was always David Ortiz or Jason Veritek for Halloween. Uh, so I have some Sox blood in me, and he was the guy. I love watching him hit hit his homers. And the uh, were you? Uh, do you remember the '04? Is that '04? Yeah, '04 uh, playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> probably not i was two years old <laughs> yeah, so. probably not <laughs> no. those were uh those those games were were pretty spectacular um i'm not gonna lie so um okay favorite me well you guys live at trop all three of you right yeah so you probably aren't making food yet on your own okay no because I've got favorite meal to make. Usually that's a fun topic, especially because um, I had I had a Nick Oakley in the fall, and he was telling me about his diet and sharing the the arm farm stuff, which was uh, which is educational for sure. Uh, but are you guys enjoying trop life? Because I lived a trop, and uh, sometimes I miss it dearly because you just walk in and you got five different types of food and you got ice cream and cereal and hot food, cold food, salad, all that stuff. You guys enjoying trop? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Trop's a lot of fun. It makes it really easy um, to go down just scan your phone and then, you know, pretty much all you can eat. And uh, I remember during the fall um, with my hitting groups where they're lined up, I'd usually be hitting with Josh Williams, the other freshman and, uh, we'd spend our time, you know, we'd have an hour window before we'd have to be back for the team practice. And we'd always go down, whether it's playing ping pong or pool or, you know, just going in a little game room. We enjoyed doing that. So they got a lot of um, things to choose from down there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, uh, over the fall, I had a couple of 8 a.m. classes. So uh, I would kind of just try to wake up a little bit early to go get some food from Trop. You know, they got the eggs, they got the bagels. <laughs> They got the orange juice. I was always on the orange juice. Uh, you know, they got a lot. Of, a More lot can of you food. ask for? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's cool uh, just being able to go in there and uh, just get some food. I like, pretty much all you can eat. And uh, there's some, there's some other cool things. You know, like just playing, uh, going to the little rec center, playing some air hockey, or just having some fun with your guys. So yeah, it's cool. Do you go with? Uh, I know at the grill you can make. You can have make a omelet, right? Omelet. Yeah, you can. I I always do the uh I do I go over medium every morning. I get three eggs over medium on a piece of toast. And you add any avocado to that toast? I wish. Like <laughs> if they did, I'd be eating it up. <laughs> okay. Couple couple more things to wrap this up. We'll start with uh why did you choose UC Santa Barbara? Like, why did you guys want to play with Coach Checkets uh, and come here to UCSB? 
pretty pretty broad, pretty serious, but I mean you guys are here for a reason, I'm sure. So um I just, we want to hear the thoughts on why you picked to play here and be gauchos. I can start off. Um I, I would say just everything uh Coach Chekis is about, you can see really how detail oriented uh of a guy he is and um the the standards he holds his team to. Um so just knowing that. Uh, I knew I just wanted to come and play for him. And then, uh, plus, you know, it's Santa Barbara. It's like one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Uh, you know, it's pretty much baseball on the beach. So uh, it's just pretty awesome to come here and just play in this type of environment. And then to know that you're getting better, you're going to get better every day, whether that's with your with your swing uh, on defense, whatever it may be. Uh, you just know that you're coming to the field and you're, you're going to be a, a better baseball player than you were yesterday. So, yeah. I'd, uh, I, you you, go go ahead, Z. All right, I'll go, I'll go. Um, so Santa Barbara was my first official visit. And once I got here and I walked around the campus and I actually sat in in Trevor Beer's summer school class. And once I left on the flight home, I was like, I don't want to go anywhere else. Like, I'm not going to visit anywhere else. Like, this is the place to be. Uh, once I saw the beach, the lagoon, like everything on campus – like the the dorms, the freshman dorms, literally on the water. I was like, like I can't get better than this. Like, this is amazing. And on top of that, like the baseball program is outstanding. Um, top twenty five program. I was like, this is the place to be. This is where I want to be. And hundred percent, do not regret my decision. I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Couple fine endorsements there. Can you top it, Trim? Top it. I don't know if I can top you guys. Those uh, pretty good um, comments made, but um, but yeah, I think I, f I found it too good to be true. You know, living uh, you know so close to the water um, in Isla Vista, and you know getting to play at a top twenty-five program in the nation. Um, I found it too good to be true. But um, I think one of the biggest things, other than the amazing coaching staff, um, was the location for my family um, living in. Aurora Grande, about an hour drive. My family, you know, they've never missed a game in my life. It feels like they, um, one of my biggest supporters, um, I think they're going to make it for every game. And, um, you know, I, uh, once, once the opportunity was here, I, uh, couldn't say no, I had to go with it. Well, I, I can't wait to see the Trimbles, McCollum's and the Darby's at Susan Wasaga stadium this year. It's going to be an absolute hoot this year, especially <laughs> Night Mrs. Games. McCollum is a great fan. I gotta, I gotta, yeah. I gotta shout out to Mrs. McCollum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's she's gonna love that. She's she's gonna love hearing that. Yeah, my mom's my mom's always out there screaming. You know, whatever I do, she's always out there screaming, just giving it her all. So yeah, man, love you, mom. When you hear this, love you, mom. <laughs> she have a uh, like a number thirty-five jersey already. She does not. Um, but gotta so one. gotta get one of those. A little, little quick story uh, for y'all. So uh, ever since high school, she she has like these little cups um, that they're like little mugs. You know what I mean? And uh, she would have them designed for like what team I was on. So when I played for San Diego Show uh, over summer, she had a San Diego Show uh, designed one. And then uh, uh, in high school, Vista Marietta, uh, she had a Vista Marietta Bronco uh, one made. So she says she's in in the works of getting a UCSB one. And I had like a little number 35 um, on it. So, yeah, that will be cool. But she she doesn't have a jersey yet. So that would be cool to get her one soon. That's amazing. Custom-made custom made mugs? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll custom-made. Yeah. Custom okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this inspires this question. Uh, any other parent stories? Darby, Trimble, anything? <laughs> you got to show them some love. I mean, Trace. Um, I'd, <laughs> um, I'd say for my family, I think – between my mom and dad, I, I think they own every single one of my jerseys since I was, you know, T-ball. They uh, keep it in the closet. And I, and like I said, they're, they're my biggest supporters, framed. but they're not framed. What's that? The wall? They're not framed on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not framed uh, nor on the wall, but, um, but yeah, they, they got every Jersey um, working on a gaucho one, but, um, but yeah, like I said, they, uh, they got everything. If they've been to every game, I mean that's that's saying something. I, 
My mom rarely missed any games. So, shout out, mom. <laughs> Darby? I got to give a shout out to both my parents. Um, my dad was my Little League coach for every single year. So, that that's a pretty cool thing. And he was always there helping me out. I don't – in hindsight, I don't know how much he knew, but – who cares? Like if I was having fun with my dad, that's what was important. And he was, uh, he would always take me to the batting cages. If I ever wanted to go with him and he was there, we'd play catch and uh, in front of our street and I would either short hop it or long hop it. And it would just go a mile down the pavement and he'd have to go chase after it, <laughs> which I mean, I was trying, but I made him deaf. I definitely made him work. Um, but he's such a big supporter. He comes to all my games. He'll travel. Um, He'll call he always takes me to like the big the long tournaments far away. I don't know if he wants to be there, but he's always there watching me, supporting me. So love you, Dad. Yeah, you, you guys sound like like seasoned vets, reminiscing <laughs> about the parents. Well, <laughs> well done. All right, let's finish up on this because the season is upon us. It's I mean, it's a it's a marquee moment in your lives. I'm sure you're looking forward to it. The the first time you get to run on the field with the uniform against another team, division one game. I don't want you to overhype it and make yourselves, you know, psych yourselves out or anything, but like I'm sure you're you're counting down the days, like like Xander's waking up every morning, like, is it is it the first game today? Like, oh <laughs> dang it. It's not the first game today. Gotta wait ten more days. Uh but like, what are what are some things that you're looking forward to? Like, there's the the story of like dreaming of being in center field and under the lights at a certain stadium, or like feeling like you made it. Like, I don't want to overplay that. But when we're going up to San Francisco next week, like, what are some things you're excited about? It just could be taking the field. It just could be playing against another team. I mean, you guys have been scrimmaging against yourselves for, for six months. So you're ready for, for somebody else. But what are some things that are going through your heads getting ready? I know I'm excited to see all the hard work that all the coaches and the my teammates have uh, done and see it pay off. And um, really excited for the season. And uh, I'm really excited to see how it goes. So that, that's it for me, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm super excited just to see, uh, you know, everyone get in, the, in their game uniforms, you know, and get ready to play a, a real season game. Um, and it'd just be cool um, to just get in the blocks for, like, you know, the first AB, whenever that might be, uh, just to get in there and, like, just know that, like, you're in the loop now. Like, you're, you're in the game, and it's like, uh, this is, like, kind of like your dream uh, as a, just, like, your first time. Uh, playing in the college game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. For me, I'm definitely <clears throat> most excited to play a new team. The scrimmages definitely have been beneficial, but I think I, I'm, I myself am ready to see some new faces, a different different color on the uniform. Um, and then when, when we go to USF, that's that's the home territory. So my family, my grandparents I think my even my grandparents friends some maybe some of my friends will be there so definitely be exciting to play in front of them be there represent the gaucho uniform in official game finally um and definitely just have fun playing the game like it's been so long we're practicing scrimmages kind of feel like games but in hindsight it's just more practice so we're really truly going to be playing uh just letting it all go Spoken like true first years. <laughs> yeah, that, I love it. Because, like, yeah, it's your first experience. I, I There's, like, a, a number of things that go through my head just because I've, I've seen so much of it. But uh, your answers are honest. Your, your hearts are true. And it's been a pleasure having you guys on here. I think you guys crushed this, absolutely crushed it. So the people who are listening are going to be psyched. Uh, your parents are going to be psyched. That's that's the real reason, you know, why you're on here to 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 boost your parents, right? <laughs> talk talk about your parents. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out the fam. Yeah, sure. but yeah, Gauchos take the field February 18th. That's next Friday, two o'clock at Benedetti Diamond in San Francisco against the Dons USF three game series. Then they go to LMU. 
Tuesday night. And the first home game will be February 25th against the University of Nevada. The Wolfpack. So uh, some good opponents, regional opponents uh, coming up in the early slate before the Gouges head to Oregon. I'm sure you guys are looking forward to that, especially you, Xander, to play against your boy, Kasevich, and the Ducks at PK Park. That'll be the first weekend of March. So those are the first uh, three first three series of the year, San Francisco, Nevada, and Oregon. Some some tough competition uh, for the Gauchos and for Xander, Trey, and Tremble, who are embarking on their first collegiate season very soon. Uh, okay, that'll wrap things up. Xander, Latrey, Justin, uh, we appreciate the time. Uh, you guys did a great job, so thank you. Appreciate thank it, Kevin. You, Kevin. Thanks for having us, Kevin. Sure. All right, thank you to Xander, Latrey, and Justin. They were great. They were really great, and uh, they're also really great out on the baseball field, and we cannot wait to see what uh, lies ahead in their gaucho careers. And thank you to Kyle's Kitchen and Smart Office Interiors uh, helping support the gauchos uh, in any way that they can. So, yeah, we're we're that close to another year of gaucho baseball starting on the road this year against San Francisco. Two o'clock first pitch on Friday, February 18th. And then uh, it's 1 o'clock on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Gauchos will be on the road against LMU. That'll be a night game the following Tuesday. And then the home opener, February 25th, against Nevada at 5.30 at Cesar Wasaka Stadium, kicking off the home schedule. And next week, we will work on uh, a preseason pod. I'm not sure who we'll get, but we will go through uh, some of the stuff on the schedule, recap a little bit of what those teams did last year, and what the Gauchos did last year, of course, a very successful season ending in Tucson in the regional uh, and hopefully previewing some of the things that we hope to see uh, along the way. So, yeah, we're, we're embarking on another one. Uh, it's my 11th year uh, in a Gaucho uniform. It's the kind of the third, kind of the third year doing the podcast. Um, but we'll have we'll have highlights. We'll have player interviews um, coming up every week, recapping the series and the games. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, really looking forward to another season, as always. And we look forward to seeing you out at the ballpark on the 25th or perhaps in San Francisco. So, uh, yeah, one more pod before the season kicks off, and I'm uh, looking forward to it. So, uh, until then, have a great rest of your week.